One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guys! In a row? Welcome to Nine Guys Dynasty, presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. I'm Jamie G. Esquire Cinco, and I'm here with my main man, my co-host, Magnum Mills. And we're ready to break down the dynasty value of nine guys in a row. Well, pretty soon you'll have a little bit of that Mayo to go with that Cinco. Before you know it, man, the clock. I mean, here we are already. The 2022 season is, it's here, man combines coming free agencies coming and just want to say thank you for listening and or watching uh, we're going to do something a little different than we normally do this week don't worry we're still going to do nine guys in a row but what we're going to do is actually look at some trades that have gone down recently in leagues that we're in to get kind of a better idea of what the real world value are of some of these players and all of these leagues are actually being hosted on the ffpc pretty standard dynasty affair over there the two things to note are that they have fairly shallow rosters you have to cut down to 16 players in the offseason here coming up in a couple of weeks and it's a tight end premium site meaning that tight ends get 1.5 points per reception while all other players at other positions only get one point per reception and you know hey this is the trades right i mean trading's kind of fun right jamie g yeah, man, trading is probably, I mean, it's easily the most fun part of Dynasty Leagues, in my opinion, especially if you're trading for my boy, number 17, Josh Allen. <laughs> man, I want to play some poker with you, man. You really like to hold, you know, hold your cards close to the vest and whatnot. So, yeah, all right, you said it. Let's start with a quarterback trade here. And this is a trade that went down, like I said, FFPC League. This is a single quarterback league, so you only need to start one. And this dude traded away. The 2.01 and the 3.01 this year's rookie draft to get Trey Lance. I'm not necessarily opposed to that in this format. I don't really like to spend a lot of draft capital at the quarterback position. Again, these are shallow rosters. You can only start one. Uh, you know, I generally like to have two max. And this dude already had Matthew Stafford and Zach Wilson. Um, Stafford's a pretty good starter. Wilson's kind of you know, in the zone of Trey Lance, this high upside prospect, that's great if it works out, but there's also a real chance that, you know, he doesn't ever really become anything other than a nice prospect. So I don't know, man, it's just probably looking at this dude's team. I think he had other needs. Maybe Lance gets there and he could be, you know, he has an upside to be a top five fantasy quarterback. And those are difference makers, even in the, the single quarterback format. But I don't know, man, I think if I was this dude, I would have been spending the draft capital trying to upgrade a different part of my roster. Uh, JBG, any thoughts here? Like, uh, you know, in general, would you be trying to get this time of year, are you trying to just get the best asset you can get for the best value? Or are you trying to maybe, you know, color between the lines of what your team is, you know, so maybe don't get the best trade deal on a guy, but he fits better with your roster. Well, I'm all about acquiring an asset that I expect to gain value over time. No doubt. That is the bottom line. That's, that's what you have to do in this business. However, regarding Trey Lance, man, I'm just not so sure the juice is worth the squeeze. Uh, we're not even 100% sure that he's going to be the starting quarterback in 2022, much less a fantasy star. Sure, the potential's there. He could get the rushing touchdowns. He could have a Kaepernick-like season. I mean, considering the dude already had Stafford and Wilson, I probably would have gone another way. You know, let's take a look at another deal. This is another FFPC deal. Single quarterback league. We saw a team acquire Derek Carr for a 2023rd fourth-round pick. Carr doesn't have nearly the upside that Trey Lance does, but a 2023rd fourth seems like a 
really good price at quarterback who finished as a top 12 fantasy uh, QB in 2022. So I guess, Magna Mills, to answer your question, it depends on the situation, right? I, I, th- I think it depends on my roster. It depends on how big the need is. And it depends on, you know, the player. If it's Trey Lance, I think I'm passing on it. If it's another young star I, with, with, with upside, with maybe a little bit more meat on the bone that we've seen happen in a better situation, I might do it. But I think with this one, I'd, I'd clearly rather have Derek Carr. Again, in, especially in the single quarterback format, the problem with Derek Carr is he's a guy that's basically all about floor. I think we saw his ceiling this year, and that's not bad. It's a back-end quarterback one. But again, this is a format you only need to start one in all but those top five, six, the real elite quarterbacks. The back end of those top 12 quarterbacks tend to change year to year. You can usually find a guy like a Derek Carr for a fourth round pick or a guy get, you know, he gets thrown back. He doesn't make down the final cuts. A lot of teams are only going to carry one quarterback two at most. And maybe you get that one crazy team. like, I'm carrying three quarterbacks. I don't care. But for the most part, these are guys that you can get, you know, in late in the rookie draft and free agency at that first waiver run before the season starts. So again, I would much rather, especially if I'm a contending team or whatever, say you just rolled it with Tom Brady last year, doing something like get Derek Carr for a fourth. I think that's probably a better route to go than Trey Lance, just because again, Trey Lance, you don't know what he's going to be next year. It's nice to have that upside, but you can't really count on him as a starter. So if you're going to trade for Trey Lance, you also have to have another viable starter right now. And that's just tying up too many assets for my liking at the quarterback position in the league where you can only start one of them bastards quarterbacks, single quarterback league, not the most exciting thing. So let's go to the other onesie position here. That's tight end. You only need to start one of them generally. Like I said, FFPC league, so the tight end is a premium. They get 1.5 points per reception. And this is actually a super flex league where you can start a second quarterback as one of your two flex position players. So the draft picks tend to be a little bit more valuable in these formats. Quarterbacks are especially more valuable. And here we saw, you know, a dude I've always been a fan of, Irv Smith Jr., the tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. He was traded away for a 2023rd second round pick. I thought about this one, man, and this is probably about right to me. Before he going into last year, I would have wanted, you know, a first probably. He was a high upside guy. He was kind of almost in that Noah fan tier, and then he missed the entire season here. So that's just going to take a hit. I don't, you know, I'm not going to be – a third is just – that's not rich enough. So I think the second-round pick is about right. By kicking it out to 2023, it kind of gives – you know, this deal could go either way. If it's an early pick, maybe that winds up being a touch too much. If it's a late pick, it's probably a steal. If it falls in the middle of the second round, that's probably about right. You know, I would love for Irv Smith to really take a big jump here this year. But I think as long as Adam Thielen's around, he's just not going to have the touchdown upside. And, you know, again, with Thielen and Jefferson, he's not going to get the volume you need either to be like a really consistent fantasy option. Irv got it. I mean, Irv Smith is just – his name's Irv, bro. Like, and I'm not going to lie, dude. It really sucked that he missed the entire 2021 season. That was a big bummer. But I did get a little action on some Tyler Coughlin from time to time over on DraftKings. It just wasn't the same as the excitement of seeing Irv Smith turn into what we think he will. Hopefully, we see Adam Thielen move on sooner rather than later, and that should open up some red zone targets for Irv where I think he could be a monster. Speaking of Adam Thielen, this was an interesting one, Magna Mills. We've got a trade involving him here, still on the FFPC site, and this is another single quarterback league. With this trade, we saw Adam Thielen get dealt for the 1.10 pick in the upcoming 2022 rookie draft. 
So the dude did get a first for Thielen. That's awesome. I'm just questioning if, if that late of a first in this draft class is as great as it looks on paper here. It's kind of one of those things where, oh, you know, you feel like you're getting something because you got the one eleven instead of the two oh two, where realistically a lot of times the players you're getting in there are more or less in the same tier. Maybe there's a tier drop off there, but that's more about whether it's at eight players, ten players, twelve players, not necessarily is it between the one point one two, the one twelve, and that two point oh one there. It, you know, the the prospects are what they are. They don't just like get better or worse because you crossed over an imaginary line into the next round. So Again, in this draft class, I think that you're going to be looking there. He's probably a top, a pretty a top, top tier with the top two or three guys, maybe four. Then kind of a second tier that maybe goes to somewhere between the sixth and eighth player. Anything past that, I'm not sure there's a hell of a lot of difference between, say, the 1.10 in the 2.05 in this draft. So, hey, if you're on a contending team, Adam Thielen is who he is, man. He is going to have a couple of monster games every year. He's basically you know, maybe a little bit better version of kind of Marvin Jones. He's always going to have a couple monsters. He can get some good games. He can go on some tears, but he also can get hurt and disappear for a while. You know, it is what it is. And I'm, you know, in that league and dude offered me that 110 for Eamon Ross St. Brown, the, you know, rookie now second year player for the Detroit Lions. And I passed on it. So just to kind of give you a, a little bit of, you know, I'd rather, we saw what we got in Brown. I'm, I'm saying Brown, I'm not going to – I'd rather have that than taking my chances on whatever kind of rookie I think you're going to get there at the 110. And, you know, hey, let's look at another tight end here. Again, this is FFPC, single quarterback, still with the tight end premium. And we saw a team trade away their 2023 first for Cole Komet in the 2.08 in this year's draft. So, you know, I looked at the rosters. The team who got Komet definitely trying to win now, had a real need of tight end. I, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of Komet. I think if, you know, Justin Fields hit, that's really going to help. But if that first winds up being late, that's a pretty good deal. You're really just dropping down from the late first to the 208 and you pick up Cole Komet in the exchange. I think I'm there for that. You know, again, there is a little bit of risk here on what happens with the Bears with a new coach, new regime coming in. But, you know, I don't know, Jamie, how do you feel about, you know, Cole Komet and that Bears offense? This trade is also about Justin Fields, right? So, I mean, if look, if he's the real deal, Holyfield, then Komet could really blow up here. Hopefully he doesn't get his ear bitten off. But one thing I do know about him blowing up, if Fields isn't that dude, Cole Komet just probably isn't going to get enough volume or score enough touchdowns or even be in the fucking red zone enough to be a real asset to fantasy owners. I, I mean, and it depends on the offensive system. If they start to run, fields more in the red zone that could really eat into the limited targets that are going to be uh happening you know possibly on the chicago bears offense so look is he dawson knox Ah, hell no okay but as knox showed that third year breakout tight end thing is a real deal he could have the big year this year let's stick with the ffpc single quarterback leagues and talk about a free agent wide receiver who missed almost all of the 2021 season magnum mills I'm talking about it, and and sing it with me now, DJ Shark. I mean, DJ Shark. Here we saw another trade, a 2023 second-round pick for Shark. This feels about right, although that could look like a steal if he ends up on a high-scoring offense, like, say, I don't know, my Buffalo Bills. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, the Chiefs do. That There seem to be a lot of teams that are going to be in the market for Char because he's still 25 years old. He's coming off an injury, kind of an up-and-down career with the Jaguars. Uh, I think the word is that they're going to offer him kind of a short-term contract. I think that's what he's going to be looking at most places, probably a one-year deal, maybe a second-year option kind of thing, call it, I don't know, three to five million, maybe a few incentives in there. So at that price point, you're going to have a lot of teams interested, and I think there is a real chance he lands somewhere, like a Buffalo, like the Chiefs, you know what I mean? If the money's the same, he's going to go to the place that gives him the best chance to rehab his value by, you know, getting a lot of catches, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, winning some football games. So I think that's really fair. Again, a second-round pick, you're hoping, like, you know, it turns into something like DJ Chark. I mean, it's like the, the old Family Guy episode where they ask uh, people to, to show up for a, a sweepstake joint. They're like, are right, you can have a boat or you can have the mystery box. And like, you know, the one, on one hand, it's a boat. On the other hand, the mystery box. And Peter's all excited. And you know, Lois is like, just take the goddamn boat. And he's like, I don't know, Lois. I mean, the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. <laughs> and, and so that's kind of how I feel about DJ Chark here. I mean, does that kind of make a little bit of sense to you. I mean, that's, that's how I feel about it. And, you know, also you, you, you come with the, you know, you get to use the baby shark for the, the warmer music or something like that. Probably your fans will like it. The opposing fans will hate it. It'll be a thing. DJ shark, my man. I, seriously, I do, I do always like shark, uh, you know, really hope it Elon winds up in a good spot here and let's go to quarterback, but now we'll do super flex. And this was a really interesting trade here because somebody traded for a dude that I didn't really think anybody would want to trade for. And that's, Maddie Meltz, a.k.a. Mr. Puddle, a.k.a. the artist formerly known as Maddie Ice. Here we saw a team deal away. Matt Ryan in the 1.08 in this year's draft for the 1.03 in the 3.02. I mean, dude, on my end, like a team, they got out of Maddie Ice. They went up from 1.08 to 1.03, which is a big deal, even in a weaker class, especially in the Superflex League. And they picked up the 3.02 for their trouble. I would say, you know, in a vacuum, Matt Ryan is probably worth a little more than the 3.02 on its own, but I don't think anybody would be giving you a first. I mean, in my mind, the dude who, you know, he gave up Matt Ryan, got a huge upgrade there in the draft and picked up a third round pick that could really be somebody in a super flex league. So and that one, I think, you know, even if Calvin Riley comes back, whatever, I, I still think the best case scenario that Matt Ryan possibly has is he does one more season. That's like what Derek Carr did last year. I mean, that's fine, but it's not really, again, super flex a little more important, but still, that's not moving the, the needle up for me. So, I don't know, Jamie, do you really, what would you be giving up at this point for Maddie Meltz? Uh, nothing. I mean, uh, uh, really, dude, like, I don't know that I'm into this, man. I, I mean, the NFC South could be an absolute shit show this season, but it feels like a team really overvalued Matt Ryan here. I mean, Maddie Melt, I mean, he's a full-blown, it's not even – it's not even lukewarm anymore, dude. Like it's just, it's just a puddle of nothing. You're talking about him doing a Derek Carr season. I don't even know if I can see that dude. Like, I think that would be a stretch. I mean, I think he's kind of like, he put up like a Jacoby brisket season. Like, I just don't know. I mean, yes, he has the weapons with, with the tight end. And and if Calvin Ridley comes back and I mean, the Russell gauges of the world, I, I just don't see it, bro. So let's look at what we have here. And here, and here's a good one. <laughs> Magna Mills. I know this. Uh, well, maybe this is not one of your boys anymore, but I think we could cue the Rick roll because you're never going to give him up. Never going to. This is another FFPC Superflex League. Hang with me here, guys. In this deal, we saw a team send your boy, Rashad Penny, and the 1.09 for that team's 2023 first and third round picks. 
first and third. Honestly, man, I have no idea what the hell is going on with Penny and what to do with him. I mean, the dude had like an incredible two months in his whole career, and that's about it. But it was incredible. They were also very, very good months, and, and, and Penny shouldn't cost a team a ton as a free agent. I would probably be most excited about Penny if he remains in Seattle and Chris Carson with the, with the neck and all the shit has to retire. I think that's a really good setup for him in that offense, but that's kind of where my excitement lies. I mean, the shit's wild. When it comes yeah, to I mean, I guess it's you know trading. the one the one way you kind of break it down is basically you traded the 1.09 for a first next year. You're hoping it's better than the 1.09, but there's at least a 25% chance it won't be. And then you traded Rashad Penny for a, a third. That's probably about right. If you threw him in the rookie pool, I guess it like where he lands really matters here. Like you said, the ideal thing has to be Seattle because he could basically be the guy there. And again, they drafted him in the first round. He's gone nuts in two different Decembers. I don't know. I mean, he seems like, you know, Pete Carroll's boy more than mine. I, you know, I think that comes down to him sticking there. If he, say, goes down to Jacksonville for a year or somewhere like that or winds up on the Eagles with Miles Sanders or another running back on the 49ers or even over to the Falcons, something like that, you know, I'm probably not going to be as interested. I lied. I would probably be somewhat interested if he landed on the 49ers because Kyle Shanahan's fucking crazy, but – you know, that, that, that is what it is, you know? So we're talking about kind of, you know, moving up and down in the, that early first round. And, you know, you were trying to make me, you know, talk about my boy. Let's talk about your boy, dude. And this is another single quarterback FFPC league with the tight end premium. And here we saw a team deal away the 1.05 in this year's draft for the 1.08 and the man with the crick, the Dawson, Dawson Knox. And dude, I love the Dawson Knox. I think, you know, especially tight end premium going into his fourth year only tied to that Josh Allen offense. I expect the Bills probably will extend him. That's a pretty good acquisition, really, for the cost of moving down three picks. I think the only problem I might have with it, like I said, is I think that somewhere in this draft there's going to be a tier break, and it all depends where it is. If he gets up to, say, 1.08, there's eight players I like. This is a really good deal. If there's, a, say, a dramatic drop-off after the sixth pick, yeah, you're going to, you know, that draft pick is definitely worth less, but still, you know, Dawson Knox could be, you know, a top six tight end or something like that. So I'm probably going with it here. And my, my feeling is you're probably cool with it, but I don't know, man, like how are you feeling about the Dawson? And do you think that's, you know, around a fair price kind of, you know, that's an equivalent in the NFL draft kind of jumping up from, say, like, you know, 20 to seven. You're not going all the way to the top, but it's still a you know a pretty big move. It's a it's a big move, and here's here's why I think I'm okay with it. And we talked about this a lot, man. I, I think tight end is such a hard position to get right, and you've got a guy who really just has been getting a little bit better every year, and then boom, had a massive year last year where we saw you know maybe less Josh Allen rushing touchdowns and more Dawson Knox touchdowns. He was also used kind of the the the, the 15 to 20 to 30 yards out. And we saw him get touchdowns there. So I just think he's going to continue to be tied to um, number 17 in Buffalo. That that offense is going to be good for a while, uh, Lord willing. And I, I just think this is a really good spot to grab a young premier tight end. If he continues what he did last year, I mean, there was only one tight end with more touchdowns than, than him in the season and, and postseason. And that was Travis Kelsey uh, of the Queefs. And honestly, 
you know, that, 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 that game could have went, it could have been, you know, the bills win that flip. It could have been Knox getting the touchdown. But actually it would have probably been Gabe Davis for his fifth of the game, but I digress. I like this Magna Mills because I think this is a hard ass position and the way Dawson Knox played last year, he's earning the, the, you know, to be kind of, if he does it again this year, I think he's kind of in that big three, big four space. I really do. So we'll see what happens, but I'm okay with this. You know, it's up there. It's, it's fair. He's definitely got some upside there. And I I just wanted to say that if you play in leagues where you get like a ton of bonus points for tight ends who throw touchdown passes with a broken hand, then Dawson Knox is probably like, he's top of the top of the charts in that league. And only if you get a double secret bonus point, when that tight end with the broken hand flicks off everyone with the opposite hand, then Dawson Knox would be your guy. And yes, people, that did really happen. Magna Mills, I've been doing a little bit of deep thinking here, uh, deep thoughts with Jack Handy. And I'm not the mathematician on the show. Okay, we know that. But after compiling and doing some analytical work here, I'm pretty sure Magna Mills, we just did nine guys in a row. And I got to be honest with you. When you're doing nine guys in a row, it just flies by because you're having so much fun, just plowing through guy after guy after guy. I think I think my math's right here, Magna Mills, right? We just did nine guys in a row. Yeah, I mean, you would think they have an app for that or something. I mean, you, dude, you were so excited about your boy, the Dawson. Like, you, you barely noticed anything else. You just, your eyes got all wide, like the, you were like the boy of the Witcher or whatever. You were just like, in the, everything else disappeared. You got in that zone, man. In the crick, they call it the crick. The crick, dude. I mean, it's it's right up there in the crick, dude. Dawson's crick. Yeah, he, he's the guy. And listen, people, not only is he the guy, you are the guys and gals and people of all variations. And we want to thank you for listening and or watching Magna Mills. Tell this fine audience where they can find all of our content, which in the, in the words of Aaron Rodgers is F-R-E-E. It's free. Magna Mills, it's free. That boy can smell. He is very S-M-R-T. And again, thank you very much for watching. This has been Nine Guys Dynasty from Seeds of Gap Fantasy Football. Find the podcast by searching for Seeds of Gap Fantasy on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us on social media at Seeds of Gap FF. We're from the Joe Blow Football Show, who you can find at joeblowfootballshow.com and on social media at Joe Blow Show. We've been covering the newest season of Peaky Blinders on our podcast, PVP, a Peaky Blinders podcast. Find us by searching for PVP, Peaky Blinders, on your favorite podcast streaming platform. I'm Magna Mills. That's Jamie G. Thanks again for checking us out. And we'll be back next week to do nine more guys. In a row. This has been Nine Guys Dynasty Football, part of the Seize the Gap Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by the Joe Blow Football Show. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Any views or opinions expressed here are personal and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations who may or may not be associated with the Joe Blow Football Show. If you have any questions, please contact us at seizethegapff at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, and comment.